Welcome to another episode of Scoop TV, and we're all one big Trojan family podcast. On this week's episode, Mark, Josh, and Brandon, we're all back together again, and we've got a big show. It's been a huge weekend for USC football and recruiting. Uh, in case you haven't heard, uh, USC just completed their second official visitors weekend, and they are reaping the rewards. Big time announcement with a big time five-star defensive player from out of the SEC country uh, that the Trojans were able to snatch. Uh, position of need, big time. Mikhail Williams, welcome. And there's uh, more players on their way. Uh, we won't release those names. And we'll always let them make their announcements first. But USC also got another running back out of the transfer portal from the state of Texas, this time from TCU, Darwin Barlow. We also touch on men's basketball. What's up with Isaiah Mobley? He was invited to the uh, NBA Draft Combine special. Uh, They typically only invite people who they are seriously considering for the draft. So, is he staying? Is he going? Tune in. We also talk about uh, the women's track. They just won their second national championship within the last three years. And within 24 hours afterwards, their coach decided to head off to a different opportunity. She'll be uh, the coach for the University of Georgia women's track team. We discuss that and we we look at some of the reasons why and who's to blame. Is it USC? Larry Scott in the Pac-12? How much responsibility do the fans have? We offer our opinion. You tell us what you think. So we hope you enjoy it. Until uh, our next episode, fight on. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Scoop TV. My name is Josh Ann. I'm here with my two co-hosts today, Brandon Ryder and Mark Hoken. Got a lot of things to cover for y'all, but first, how are you guys doing? What's up? We've got a full show, full crew at least, right? Finally get Brandon back. Hey, what's up, fellas? After he's been out there uh, big time on us playing referee. What, what have you uh, actually been doing, Brandon? Tell everybody where you've been. Uh, unfortunately, I've been refereeing adult flag football tournaments. So all you weekend warriors out there, I'll send you a private message about how I feel. <laughs> nah, but it, it, it's more of an opportunity to kind of network with some uh, other referees in other parts of the country and, and, and gain access to bigger events that could lead to better opportunities. I was just saying maybe one day you'll be, uh, since you're you're doing flag football referee and you're like one step away from being a Pac-12 ref. I mean. <laughs> there you go, right? Non-contact. That's definitely what it's about out there. Anyways. All right. So the big news of today, guys, Michael Williams, five-star from Georgia, committed to USC. Great official visit weekend. You know, we posted our update on the site a few days ago with Michael and his father. They had a great time, and that led to the commitment today. What are your What are your thoughts on that? Uh, first, it, what made it such a great day besides Michael, you know, making it official, California officially today opened everything up, which also meant USC kind of sent out their invitation to the Trojan family that uh, – everyone's invited back to the Coliseum for game one. So bringing that, closing that circle, it was a, it was a perfect day, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, starting off with Mikel, 
getting USC, you know, relaying the news and here we are. So yeah, I mean, it's huge. That's a five-star out of Georgia. I, I mean, literally Clay Helton, Vixa Oto, the USC recruiting staff from Spencer Harris, Jeff Martin, Marshall Charrington, um, Brian Carrington. I mean, the list goes on. They literally mm-hmm. just went into Kirby Smart's backyard in a Nick, Nick Saban's neighborhood and said, we'll take him. Right. It's huge. Right. When was the last time we could say that's happened at USC? Not a five-star five out of the South, but a five-star defensive lineman. I, I was just thinking the closest thing to it would have been Leonard. Yeah. Big, big Leonard Williams. And and if you look at their games, they're, they're very similar in size and stature. Uh, both being able to play inside, outside, along the line. Uh, even with uh, Michael having the opportunity to possibly even stand up uh, in, de- in USC's defense, he, he does bring a lot of versatility along the, the front line for the Trojans, and he's a heck of a pass rusher. He's going to get after it. So I'm, I'm excited for what uh, Vic Sooso is doing up front and um, the recruiting the last two weekends, or not even the last two weekends, the last two weeks continuously because they haven't stopped. They've had unofficials every day. They've had 2024 kids, 2023 kids, all the local kids sneaking in, committed prospects on unofficials midweek, you know, hosting uh, JT on a, uh, the number one commit or recruit out of 2021 he's on, midweek. He's on campus right now. Right. So, I mean, the coaching staff is on it. Well, they like are on said, it. The, the coaching staff is on it. But, Josh, I mean, for people that we need to remind this to, um, you know, you, you, we just got Mikel. Vic Soto helped secure Corey Foreman. I mean, hopefully people are, are seeing a trend here that, um, hey, <laughs> they're starting to, to replenish the, the cupboards again, not with just good players, but the high top-end elite yes, the top players. players. The top uh, players. And, right. And, that's and, what and it there's, still more on the, there's still more on, hor- on the horizon. Right. Uh, yeah. Hopefully they're not done yet in Georgia. Kristen Miller was part of that group that came by this weekend. They're after him hard. And if y'all haven't seen his social media posts, he's born to be an LA man. Kid is oh, hilarious. Yeah. He's, he was just made oh, for yeah. Hollywood. So hopefully they can close on him too. And I'm yeah, wild. I mean, no, I was just going to say, like, for Michael, this wasn't a case where, like, you know, the SEC school, like, cooled on him and USC took him. No, all those programs wanted him bad. And for them mm-hmm. to go over there and to get his commitment, they sold him on a, a vision. They portrayed it well and they sold the family on it. It's a great job. And, and it comes on the heels of USC losing. You know, one of their what they considered one of their top end defensive linemen who kind of just jettisoned out of the blue. Mm. So to, to be able to, you know, kind of not even put a band-aid on that bad message, but to kind of just like we weren't even hurt by this. Um that, that's that's kind of huge. Right. And, and the way, like you touched on the social media, uh, the way that the USC is kind of putting their their stamp of approval on this with the coaches, you know, they're, they're kind of mugging and flexing and, you know, bulldogging their way through everything. Um, you know, we're not playing checkers, we're playing chess. And oh, I love Kerry's post about uh, put your chains oh, the up. Friday. <laughs> he the said, Debo. Big Soto is Debo, put your chains up, tuck your chains in. Right. <laughs> 
Because all them teams in the South, they got their big turnover chains for the defense. Yeah, Vic is coming for all your top prospects. And uh, going back to uh, Kristen Miller, I'm actually – I was surprised he didn't commit first. Yeah. I think I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting because I, I knew he was on the docket. And he's another guy who is a top prospect coming out of Georgia. Um, he was just – I just I watched a YouTube video of him at Ohio State doing a private workout. Mm-hmm. You know, these are big programs that these boys are vying for, and USC is doing their jobs. Now, you so, know, the question – Congrats to the coach, staff this week. You know, Josh, one of the questions we, we've always get asked is, you know, how come USC isn't more interested in, in players that are closer to them, you know, either from California or locally, you know, like Arizona, like an Anthony Lucas. Mm-hmm tackle out of uh out of arizona well maybe this is one of the reasons why usc feels more confident with these pair of defensive tackles defensive ends from georgia right. they're hosting jt to a Malo right now right um you know i i think i've made my feelings known as far as i think i don't think jt's gonna end up at usc i think it's gonna be close I think they're making a plot of ground. I think mm-hmm. some, uh, a Mikael Williams and a potentially, you know, Christian Miller, that might be enough leverage to convince JT to say, well, hey, you know what? We got a wild bunch 3.0 going now. Right. We got Corey too. Like right there. there's, you know. there's a lot yeah. of positive momo going on right now with USC. Right. right. There, there's juice on every level. You right. know, there, there's juice on every level. Uh, as far as the recruiting with the local guys go, uh, I know that some of the fan base gets absorbed with the official visits, but you got to look at the unofficials that have been coming in. All Absolutely. The local kids, no. They can go to USC whenever they want to. Dory Jackson, did he even take a USC official? I know he, he might have snuck one in at the very end before a long time he said he wasn't because he could go up there whenever. They're, gonna, they're on campus. They're talking to the coaches. The coaches haven't gave, given up on these guys. But when you have an opportunity to bring in top blue chip prospects from across the country, the Texas, the Georgia, the Florida, Missouri, uh, wherever it is, you got to take a shot at those guys. You got those are the guys that the SEC schools are recruiting. And that's why the SEC has six teams in the top 25 or top 10, whatever it is, every season. You got to get those guys on campus and coach them up and develop them. And, and I think those guys see that with Coach Vick. They know that he's going to get them where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we were talking about this off, <clears throat> off camera, offline, I guess. Um, you know, the way that USC's coaching staff was put together, Josh, uh, maybe you can comment on this. You know, you've got, you, I guess we would, I don't think it, I would be out of place calling Coach Sooto a hard ass, an ass kicker, somebody you really don't want to piss off. Um, but on the opposite end of that spectrum, you know, so he would be like that disciplined guy, but it's, it's, a, he's the type of coach that, you know, you want discipline from because you know, he's taking you to the next level. Whereas, you know, you've got your head coach, Clay Helton, you know, he's not known as that type of personality. So you, you're getting the best of both worlds. You've got that, that person, you know, is going to be there looking out for the, your, your son's best interest in Clay. And I'm not saying Vic isn't, but it's a different approach the different styles uh, right. that I think is really attractive to the recruits and to the parents. Uh, right. You know, Josh, you, you, you've been listening to these um, interviews, but before uh, you transcribe them, yeah. 
you you hear the 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 the, the tone in the voice. Your what's your opinion? Yeah, I think the one word I've been hearing a lot from you know this isn't just from Christian and Michael, but all the official visitors is comfort. Mm-hmm. When these kids are coming from across the country, these parents need to know that their their children are in good hands, and that right. even though they're far away, they're gonna be with people that are making sure they're okay, they're taken care of, and such. And when I hear them talk about Vic and Clay, they do a great job of really mapping out exactly how they're going to do so and the vision, right? And that goes into Brian Carrington and his NIL stuff. All the different ways their kid, their child is going to be taken care of and feel comfortable at USC. And I just think that they've done a really, really good job at, with that as a whole staff. Right. And Vic is obviously all, part of that. Yeah, if you look at all their additions, uh, they're all relations people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all these people... They don't just build relationships to to drop them once the kid gets. They know, hey, I built this relationship with this young man, and you know, they 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 work on building these bonds forever because you never know where you're gonna end up coaching. You never know where this guy might transfer to with the portal nowadays. Look at the whole Texas staff. You know, they they must have kept those relationships really strong. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, kudos to the staff. Um, another big weekend coming up this weekend. Um, more commitments possibly on the horizon. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think we won't even get to the weekend before another commitment comes down the pike. Ooh. So uh, I guess I can throw that out there. But um, you kind of segued into um, the relationships with the Texas, you know, relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, you know, I think we got another Texas transfer. Mm-hmm. Darwin Barlow out of TCU. If that name sounds familiar to you. It should, because if you remember a few years back, <coughs> USC was one of the finalists for him. He took that official visit. I believe it was in December. Um, but yeah, so they have a relationship there. He recently entered the transfer portal after two plus years at TCU. And now he's at USC. Um, personally, I, I was a little bit surprised. I thought they might be done adding and subtracting at the running back position. But this is, this is an interesting uh, take, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, Brian, I'll throw this to you first. What do you think about this move from a depth chart perspective? Um, the first thing I thought was this guy has a lot of eligibility. Technically, he can enter 2021 as a red shirt freshman again, technically. So that gives him four years to play. And so I thought on, hmm, we just had you know, a top running back on campus for an official, another one for an unofficial, two other ones for unofficial. What is this going to do with the the high school prospects that were recruiting? That was my initial thought. Um, as far as what I saw from Barlow, um, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm always going to favor taking a guy who's already been through the college grinder. Um, he can play. He's played in a a conference where they run similar offenses to what USC has run. So I'm sure he's familiar with the scheme. Um, So from that standpoint, I have no issue with it. But I will say a lot of these recruiting battles are going to get really interesting with some of these local prospects because if these national guys want to commit early and and keep SC high on their list going in late, you know, it's going to have some local prospects on hold, and it'll be interesting to see what the coaching staff does. Running back and receiver are two positions I'm keeping an eye on. But uh, Barlow overall, um, he's got a lot of eligibility, I'll say that. So he has a lot of time to show what he could do at SC. Yeah, so 
you know, you, earlier you touched on the, the relationships with Texas and, you know, maybe the, the running back talent pool in California is, is down right now. Mm-hmm. But Mike Jink seems to have a very a better comfort level recruiting Texas running backs, particularly right. ones he's familiar with, obviously. Um, so if you're a current USC running back, and you know how, what are your feelings on this? What do you see? You know, how, I, I, I've kind of offered my opinion on this. I'm thinking, hmm. Why do they keep looking to Texas? What's going on here? And, you know, when you watch Barlow run, when you watch Brandon Campbell run, when you watch Keontae Ingram run, uh, I'm not saying that they're better running backs than Vavai or, uh, you know, Stephen Carr, who's decided to move on to to Indiana or, or Keaton Christian, but... They, they, they have a different style. I, I, I want to put this without putting out, putting down anybody else. They run harder. Um, football, it looks like it, their life depends on it when they're running the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just, it, it's something visual with them. When you see them, it, 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 football is their number one priority. Right. Uh, well, it's a culture thing down there, no doubt. Darwin Barlow, you know, this guy comes from the country of part of Texas. Um, it was described as, you know, pine trees and, and that's it. Um, yeah. Wherever Newton is, that's where it is. It's the eastern part of Texas and it's it's in the hills. It's, it's hey, you want to know a secret? Miles. You want to know a secret, Mark? Even the folks that live in the cities in Texas live in the country. <laughs> right. Same thing with Keontae Ingram. Right? These, you know, these guys are coming from small areas where all they know is football. And so mm-hmm. it's not the culture change that's coming over right now. You know, hey, yeah, and I, name image likeness is important. Living in Los Angeles and living the lifestyle and the LA vibes is really important. But if you want to do all that, you got to still have that football first priority. Number one, if, you know, if USC wants to win championships. Right. So is that the type of blend of personality they're trying to bring in, Josh? What are your thoughts? Well, you just mentioned a bunch of those names, and I want to add another name for you. DeAnthony Gaston is another running back from Texas. They hosted over this weekend. He's he scheduled from? to announce next week. From, I'm not sure, but isn't he also from Newton? Am I on that wrong? Yeah, he's from the, he went to the same high school as uh, yeah. Barlow. Yes, that was yeah, exactly. So they're yeah, they're going after him too. All right, we'll see what happens there. Um, I mean, yeah, Mike Jinks. It's I think it's more than just the fact that he has. Initially, I was just like, oh, he's going to where he's familiar. And he has this relationship. But when you've been here at USC for a couple of years now and you've met, you know, all the different Southern California coaches and you still choose to go over there, mm-hmm. that tells me that what you see there is probably something that you like. I mean, as a coach, you have to – I'll never tell a coach, hey, this kid, you, you're missing – you're not seeing it. Because all these coaches, they see what they, they see what their vision of running back is. So he obviously sees his vision of a running back in the state of Texas. So the reason why I'm bringing this up, and I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll close this this little section of portion of it with this. Um, Sunday, Scott and I were out at uh, SoFi Stadium for a Pylon Seven on Seven event, and you know we were talking to a local parent, and this parent was you know expressing his concern 
that the USC staff is, you know, kind of focusing their attention too much out of state and ignoring um, the local players. And the way it was explained was, you know, I, we just, the parent just wants to know where they stand because you have, you might have, you know, one coach at USC who was keeping a player, you know, dang, you know, dangling that carrot in front of the player, mm-hmm. but you might have a the position coach or somebody else, you know, on the recruiting staff who isn't, you know, maybe necessarily keeping the communication process flowing. And so there's that, that mixed communication going on. Right. So there, there, there's this delicate balancing act that I think the staff has to, to play with. It, it, like it, I think we're all in agreement. Go get the best player wherever they're from. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, you, you, if you're, you can't ignore the local talent. Right, because there are, there, there's quality right here in our backyard. Right. Yeah. My whole thing is like, obviously get the best player, identify who that is, but also understand your margin of error when you're going up and get trying to get a, let's just say, for example, in Michael Williams, instead of a defensive lineman here in Southern California, your margin of error is smaller because if you miss out on the kid from over there, you're trying to then play catch up with some kid over here. And that can be tough because, you know, these other programs are coming after kids hard too. Um, on the running back room, uh, I know we're going to get asked about this, so I just want to clarify. They are still going after Ray Lee Brown. They, he is an athlete. He's an athlete to them, so they are still recruiting him. Correct. Thank I'm you. sure they're still recruiting all those guys. Yeah, but well, and, it, looks and, like and, three, it looks like they're going to bring three running backs, two yeah. running backs, and they want to bring at least three running back caliber players. We want to throw Ray Lee Brown into that conversation. Right. But it looks right. like they're bringing three into that room, which right. again brings me back to my opening question: Is you know that room's going to have a different different flavor it's gonna sound different (laughs) yeah yeah and it it, it, it's interesting that you talked about you know the margin of error when reaching across country for players um at certain positions i feel like it's not worth it you know unless this guy is just elite elite like you can tell he is just generational type talent right um receiver is one of those positions when you have these guys locally it's it's hard for me to pass up on them. I see how good they are. I know that they compete. And and for me, the difference between the number ten receiver and the number thirty receiver in the country is this. It's yeah. It's not even that. It's not even. You know that. what I mean? D line. That's different. We don't have those big six five, two hundred sixty five pound twitch, high twitch, high motor athletes like that on the west coast. It's just growing trees. They're all over the shop. So when you have a shot at the top guy, you go get them. And, and I think that's how USC is approaching it with at the wide receiver position. They don't need to go out of state, but if they can go right. pluck a, you know, an, excuse me, an Evan Stewart, you know, a top five guy. He's nice. Uh, yeah, who wants, you know, who has shown a lot of interest in wanting to be at USC. And he, he's one of those guys, not only what he does on the field, but what he can bring to the table off the field right. as well. Right. He's one of, but he, again, you're now getting into that that area, that murky area that I, that really concerns me about the college game. Oh yeah. It's going to get nice. Who's going to actually be, you know, who, who might be making more money off the field as a college mm-hmm. player. Yeah. Than, you know, some of the college coaches. Hey, you know, but, but I, I, he has, he's also going to take into consideration 
what school he goes to, what sponsorships will come. Because you can imagine a big five-star kid like that stay home in Texas. You know, I can imagine the, the bucks flowing in. Well, you know, I guess that's the difference. You know, do you want to be the public spokesman for the, you know, public storage in, in Newton, Texas? Or do you want to be the public spokesperson for public storage in L.A.? You know, I mean, your, your tentacles are reaching a, a bigger audience, obviously. And I, and I use public storage because, you know, those are all over the country and the owner, CEO is a USC grad. You should, you should have said uh, solar panels. <laughs> well, I think, if, Josh, what do you think, what do you think name image likeness is going to be the, be the biggest brand? Is it going to be clothing, or entertainment? What do you think it's going to, what do you think it's going to be? Man, it's hard to say. I would say, I think it's going to start with these kids is social media because that everybody, all these kids know how to post on IG. They love posting on IG, their tweets. Uh, one thing that's coming is the, the vlog style YouTube channels. So like, yeah. for example, Kyron Ware Hudson has one. Christian Miller has one. I think you're going to start to see Michael these kids Pittman be able to was doing it a long time ago. Yep. Yeah, and he's, he's big on there now. He's getting a lot of views. Mm -hmm. Juju, Zach um, Yeah, Juju. Yeah, I'm sure if Adore want to do it, like, he could do it. Um, I think it's going to start there because you can make a lot of money. Like, like for example, let's just throw this out there. Um, a shoe brand will pay Keaton Slovis a certain amount of money to wear their shoe for an Instagram post. Exactly. Right? It'll start from there. And then you, you'll see mm -hmm. it start building and building and building from there. And a kid like Evan Stewart, who has a, a few million followers on TikTok, these companies will be coming at his door, man. Because let's just say like I sell football gloves, right? And you know that there's a bunch of kids who follow Evan Stewart. That's an investment that's worth making. Yep. So there it is. There, there's a little insight to uh, to this generation from the horses and <laughs> so to speak. Hey, it's nice to have. We got. We really got three levels going on here. You know, we we can tackle it from all all the spectrums of every generation. I, I I'm not. You know, I was always opposed to. I, I'm a traditionalist. I guess is the way. And I'm you're I'm being pulled away, kicking and screaming into the future. Mm -hmm. so it's hard for me to, to see where this is going and not see and, and, and be the cynic and the skeptic of this because and I, I see I, bad things coming from this. And I'm with you because of how it's going down. I was never opposed to college bad. players getting money, but this is not how I envisioned it at all. I think it's just happening too fast. It, it's all happening at one time. Name, image, likeness, transfer portal. Opting in, opting out. It's just, man, slow down. 12 team playoff. Yeah, smell the roses. Enjoy the time you have at this age, man. Trust yeah. me. I wish I could go backwards. They, once they started specializing football for eight year olds, yep. it, it was it was business. It was no more fun and games. Yeah, you're at, you're absolutely correct. None of this was kids around. don't play year round sports anymore. They specialize. And at that point, it, it almost sucks the fun away from it because it's not like going in the backyard playing with your friends or anything. Before, yeah, before we move on, move on to, uh, to basketball, just to put a bow on this, I mean, look what's going on at Little League, Pop Warner, you know, at those events. It's not the kids, it's the parents. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're literally having fist fights at Little League games. At soccer matches, at flag football games, 
ridiculous, man. A kid. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Speaking of specialization, you know another sport where kids specialize too early is basketball. Yes. And so we're right. going to be talking about that for a little bit. Um, the big kind of, I mean, it is June, so this isn't, you know, basketball month, obviously, but there's some big news potentially on the horizon because recently the NBA, or it was announced, the the combine rosters were announced, and on there yeah. was obviously Evan Mobley, who will be there, I, I imagine, talking to teams, and also his brother Isaiah Mobley, who has up until early July to make that decision about whether he wants to stay or go to, stay at USC or go to the NBA, and I would imagine the combine is the big thing he was waiting for. So yeah. we'll see where that goes. Yeah, he got an invite, um, mm-hmm. which I think is from June 20. The combine goes from the 21st of this month to the 27th. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was one of what? How many players did they invite? 50, 60, something like that? I mean, it's a... Uh, it's around how many draft slots there are, I believe. Yeah. So um, the fact that he was actually put on the invite list is interesting. You know, I keep, I keep vacillating back and forth. Um, I'm still on the uh, the train that he's probably going to come back. I think he's going to come back. Um, you think he should come back? He showed at the end of the year that, you know, he's got that long-range stroke. Mm-hmm. He needs to, yeah. That's, handle the, that's the key for him. But I need to see more consistency from Isaiah in the paint. That's, right. you know, and that's, ironically, that's his weak spot. 610, 611. And, and that's what I was just going to say. Is the NBA looking for that, though? That's a good point. You know, are, are they willing to, are, is, he, is Isaiah a specialty player in the NBA, Josh? Does he come off yeah. the, is he, is he Benny Buckets? Is he what Benny Buckets was supposed to be? Well, I don't think he's, I don't think he's as good of a pure scorer as Benny was, but I think he makes up, I think that he's a much better playmaker than Benny was at this stage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Isaiah has, you know, him and his brother are so skilled, man. They're so smooth with ball handling. And credit to Coach Coach right. Mobley, obviously, that comes from him. Yeah, but Mark, you mentioned it. In this day and age where most teams are playing only one big, right? Or if they're playing two bigs, one of those bigs has to be a plus shooter, right? Mm-hmm. I, for me, the interesting thing is, how do these teams look at that hot stretch at the end of the NCAA tournament he had last year mm-hmm. where he shot the lights out? Because if I think that if if a team tells him, hey, we really like that, or – or they say, hey, we need to see you do that for a full season, that could be the determinant of what he decides to stay with. Who just won the NBA MVP? Jokic. Jokic. Special. What type of player is he? I mean, I, I'm not comparing Isaiah Mobley to Jokic, but yeah. I mean... But that's what, that, and that's why I bring up the point about... Players. Yeah, that's why I bring up the point about how much, not saying he... You don't have to be a dominant paint player in today's NBA for them to fall in love with you. Um, He's a shooter and he plays good defense. I think a lot of teams late in the first round could use that. And if he can sneak into that late first round, I think he'll have a shot. But do we agree that Isaiah Mobley is an above average passer? Yes, especially at his position. Yes. Okay. Do we agree that Jokic is an above-average passer? He's top five yes. in the NBA. In my yeah, I think he's a very highly okay. skilled passer. Just, just, but he's also got the hook, is what I'm saying. He's also got that – when he needs to take a smaller guy in the post, he punishes them every single time. And that's mm-hmm. all that's been missing from Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I think that's what I'm try, eventually getting to. I see a very similar style player between those. 
and it's a specialized type of player. He's a big man, but you know, he's a big man who's more comfortable playing outside. And but he'll play down low. And if you double team him, he's in a he's in a Harlem Globetrotter pass right right through your legs over your head. He's gonna make you look silly. Yeah. And Isaiah has that capability to to pass the ball. And we know he can shoot from the outside. We know that he can handle it. He can facilitate. Man. We'll see what happens. I still think he's coming back. I still think it would be best for him to come back. And I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you, Mark, but the NBA drafts a lot off potential. So they might not require him to take a year and go back. They'll say, you know what? We saw it in the tournament. We're going to get you to do that on a consistent basis with us. Okay, so obviously if, if he's guaranteed first round, you stick, regardless if you're the, you know, lottery right. range. Or yeah, nah, if he's late first round, you you go, you go. So, Josh, if he's guaranteed, if he's told, you know what, you're guaranteed a draft second round, do you stay or do you come back? Mm-hmm. If I'm Isaiah Mobley, yes. I come back because I'm trying to show them that I can do everything consistently that I showed in the tournament last year for a full season this year as a bigger leader on this team, because this team is going to look very different this year. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm going to show that I can, you can run the offense through me. Mm-hmm. Me personally, that's the approach I would take, but I would also get is you, you never know what's going to happen in the next year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would understand if he says you get a decent grade and he says, Hey, you know what? Let me just get on an NBA roster and then improve from there. Cause a lot of these guys, they spend that first year going through the G league and just improving there anyway. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Look at what Deshaun Nix you know, the guy who was supposed to be starting point guard for the Bruins last year. The guy is now going to be a freaking lottery pick. Right. And, you know, people like to fight me that they don't think that that's going to continue to grow. It is. It's not oh, about yeah. especially, especially with them putting all the prospects on a brand new team. They're just going to create three new teams and put the prospects on. Right. And I think eventually, and we'll just, it, I, I think eventually this is moving where football is going as well, but staying on basketball train. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> we've got a f- couple more weeks of sweating it out of what's going to happen with Isaiah Mobley. Um, you know, we saw a couple weeks ago that you know social media tweet with him and his teammates at Coach Enfield's house, um, which kind of let everybody think, oh, he's hanging out, he's hanging around. So. Mm-hmm then it kind of gets balanced out with the invite to the combine. So typically the NBA only sends out invites to people they're seriously considering for the draft. It's not just, we're going to throw out invites. That's not how the NBA works. Limited slots. Right. uh, They're seriously looking at them, guys. Um, But USC also had a uh, big-time prospect on campus uh, take an official visit. What do you know about Kajani Wright, Josh? Five-star 2022 prospect out of Windward High School in yeah. Los Angeles, California. They've had some good players. From, I believe uh, a couple of Bruins went there. Yeah, they got some nice players. Davis went. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, I think the big thing, the big point I want to make with him is that it's great to get an elite prospect on campus. And unlike football, you're not just competing with the Blue Bloods like Kentucky and Kansas of the world anymore. You're also competing with that NBA G League. Yep. And this kid is super talented. He's got the size. He's, 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 he's got the look 
right, of a G League guy already, right? Yeah. And so I'm interested to see if not where a kid of that caliber goes because that's the that's the trick now for the first like top 15 kid of a class is where is he gonna go a G League or college? So I'm interested right. to see what, like, do what's I great they got for a visit. Guy? Yeah. Because that G League offer is great, man. They they set up initiatives so that you can go back to right. college if you want to later on. They mm-hmm. set you up well. There's, there's, there's a lot of guaranteed zeros in those contracts as opposed to what the NIL, NIL may possibly bring a kid, you know? Yeah. So. There's a lot of stability there. And a lot of kids just want to take the money up front, which is totally understandable. It's a lot of money. Yeah, when you're 17, 18 years old and someone says, hey, you want $400,000 plus all of these other incentives. It, that's a hard no. That's a hard, I, I would have you a gotta, hard time saying no. You got to think the G League isn't just going to offer every prospect. They're only offering the guys they want to eventually get to the league. So if they're already talking to you, <coughs> you kind of know where you stand. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's that. Before we end the show today, we do want to talk about something like coaching development. Um, recently, it was announced that Coach Carol Smith Gilbert, who led USC to a national women's national title this past year, is going to now be the yeah elite, elite. Um, actually, the football players I've talked to with her about their experience mm-hmm. with her and how she's helped them with their speed. Um, the day after they won the national championship, it was announced that she's going to be at Georgia. Um, that was met with a lot of disappointment from USC fans, obviously. What are your guys' thoughts on that, just overall? So um, I, I, I wrote about this over the weekend. Um, it, I think the timing of it was suck. Mm. I mean, like, a, you know, I kind of just blurted out, you know, she's led the women's team to two out of the last three NCAA national championships. USC just uh, invested a boatload of money into the facilities. Um, so by the way, anybody, when you get a chance and you're on campus, because everything's open again. So get on out there, leave your masks at home. Loker Stadium looks beautiful now. I mean, it was she was beautiful before, but they put some shine on her. Um, check it out. I, I think what this came down to, because you know she obviously dropped the dime less than 24 hours after hoisting the trophy over her head, uh, this deal was already in place. Mm-hmm. Um, even if USC stepped up to the plate and gave her more money, which I'm sure they did, they offered her more, I don't think it was enough to, to match what Georgia can offer. And maybe even if the money was similar, if the money is similar, it still goes farther in Georgia than it goes in Southern California. I think the cost of living is just a lot higher out here trying to get things accomplished out here is a lot harder you know recruiting with covid last year thank you i'm trying to stay away different stuff but there's a lot of outside influences that make things doing things at usc much more challenging right and for someone who's not originally from this area you know they people are throwing up their hands and say you know fuck it we're done with this we can go do the same thing in other places and not have to deal with this and make more money doing it. Right. So that's my opinion of it. What are your thoughts, Josh? 
my thoughts are exactly what you said. Like, Mark, let me just ask you something. Like, yeah. let's say Georgia, like, what do you think the equivalent of 300K in Georgia is in LA? You know what I'm saying by that? Like, it's like, like how high would you have to go to make that equivalent? You would have to double it. Maybe right. Maybe right. So even if Mike Bone made this great offer, it's, it sometimes is, might just not be enough, right? And I don't know. I don't have any sources on this, but I'd imagine that they tried everything they could to keep it. You cannot even go for fat for a fast food lunch out here in Southern California without spending ten dollars. Yes, I know that for sure. You get a home. You can get, get some real down. down home cooking in Georgia for probably less than that, like a whole that's plate. Like the, that's my point. You cannot walk into freaking McDonald's or Jack in the Box and order a freaking combo meal without spending ten dollars for a crappy fucking combo meal from McDonald's or Jack in the Box. <clears throat> and let's not talk about gas prices. Okay. <laughs> so this is why things are more challenging. Yeah. You know, it, it's the outside influences. It's not just about why isn't Mike Bone stepping out of the plate and throwing, you know, opening up the Brinks truck. It's not about that all the time. Right. And, you know, let's, let's be pragmatic about this. How much money does the track team generate? Not just the women's, but the men's. Yeah. How much interest do the fans have in track before the NCAA championships roll around? I was about to say, without winning? You want to see fan participation and passion? Watch the College World Series right now. Look at those freaking stadiums at the SEC, Man. Tennessee, Arkansas. It's different out there. It's diff Thank you. It's different. You don't think coaches don't want to coach in that type of an environment? We know players mm -hmm. want to play in that type of an environment. You know, you walk around on USC as a coach. Before you start pointing the finger at USC and the athletic department, there's always four fingers, excuse me, three fingers pointing back at you. It's true, huh? <laughs> you know, and you, you what, what, touching on what you said about the atmosphere uh, in the South, you know, these coaches, they go to, as the track coach or the baseball coach or even the volleyball coach in some of these schools that are in small towns, you walk around and you're the cream of the crop. Everybody in town knows you. you're the local celebrity. Right. You walk around LA and you're just another face yeah. in the crowd. And that has its pluses and minuses, but I think, you know, in her case, you know, she deserves a little bit of, uh, you know, praise. And, her, and I have zero issue with her making this pedestal. Yeah, yeah. Well, zero. I'm just saying, I, I'm, I don't think any of us have an issue with her side of it. We completely understand it. It's just a sad situation that USC was put in because, like you said, outside influences that are out of their control. That just comes inherently with being in California. I had somebody trying to make the argument with me um, that, and they were trying to make the comparison, well, you know, Clay Hilton makes $5 million a year. And she makes X amount of money. But, you know, when, and then she's got two national championships. What has Clay Helton done? Again, I come back to how much money. It don't work like that. <laughs> it just don't work like that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, if you want to compare accolades, she wins, period. All day. Yeah. Easily. And, and, the, and that's, we can, those are in Clay's own words. You're judged on championships. Mm hmm So I got, you know, it's no problem there. But that ain't. I don't mean they could open up a, the, the checkbook that much.
Correct. So if you want our women's track coach or our men's track coach to make more money, hey, fans, Trojan family, get on out there. Support them. beautiful Saturday morning. You know, no better place to watch a track meet than L.A. You know, not now. Not all the blame gets laid at the USC Athletic Department. Not all the blame gets laid at the Trojan family and the fans. Part of the blame, and a good chunk of the blame, we could lay at Larry Scott in the Pac-12. Yeah. You know, those TV deals, they suck. What TV deal? Did they ever get a TV deal? Did they ever get the Pac-12 on direct TV? When, when schools like Georgia and Alabama are throwing, you know, throwing around money to women's track coaches, it's, because, it's not because they want to. It's because they can. They have it. Yeah, they have it. They have an excess of it. Right. So, again, it's – And now they, they're trying to get more by taking it from their players in NIL. Right. So, you know, again, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording the mess, you know, how social media and the message boards and everybody's, you know, sniping at each other and trying to point, you know, point the finger blame at this and that. It really, there's so much nuance and and context involved with everything that, I don't know, sometimes I just feel like I'm howling at the wind. We always listen to you, Mark. Don't worry about that. Well, I wanted to. I'm just looking at because we were supposed to do this Sunday night, so I know a couple of people had a few other questions they wanted to uh, talk about. So I'm just gleaning through that really quick. Um, Let's hit them. Yeah. Do do do. Any plans for? Yeah. So I kind of gave my opinion on baseball. I kind of hit it in there a little bit. USC baseball will be better. Um, obviously, they need to do some coach changes. Uh, recruiting is always going to be a sore spot. Um, but I think you see players want to leave in California. Softball, if you look at the softball teams of the Southeastern Conference, the Big 12, those rosters are built with players from Southern California. Mm-hmm. Built. Mm-hmm. And they go there because they have great facilities. Right. And USC doesn't even have a softball team. Well, yeah. So, I, so again, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, the Pac-12 isn't even a complete conference when it comes to that sport. We're the conference. So why would, right, but we don't take that one seriously. And that one's on ESPN right now. That right. championship. Not that water. It was a water polo. Oh, the water polo was televised. Was it on Fox Sports or something? Bally Sports Network now, it's called. Um, someone asked uh, if I've heard anything about the summer leagues, you know, the Drew League and all that kind of stuff. Um, Brandon, do you know when those those leagues start? The Drew League? So, the uh, they usually start around June, July time. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't yeah. believe they're going to have the Drew League this year. Oh, really? Uh, I, n- not, not in the same capacity as been in the past that they do it. But uh, the NBA is trying to, from what I've read um, from a couple of sources, the NBA is trying to discourage players from participating in anything that isn't association related for now. Really? Because because they can't contact Tracy. Okay. 
they're going to hold on to this as long as they can, I guess. As long as they can. You're right. And, 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 I've got the sound off and I'm looking at Dodger Stadium filled. It's beautiful. I, I've been watching the hockey playoffs every now and then. I've been yeah. watching the NBA playoffs every now and then. Full arenas. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about contact tracing anymore. Don't don't use those words in my <laughs> don't wear a mask. Right, they in front of me they can't tell who they've been around, so they don't want them around anymore. I don't care. About... <laughs> I don't care. I'm not playing. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard anything about the NBA summer league coming to Vegas this year. Yet, so I haven't heard that it's off, but I haven't heard that it's on either. With the play, with the season still going on this late, and they haven't made it to the finals yet, we'll see. Okay, so I just went on the Drew League's Twitter page, and the last thing I see here is June 19th, 2021, St. John Bosco High School. Dude. That's a tweet they have posted. The NBA guys obviously come later, though, because, you yeah. know, they're in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they even have a summer league this year because, you know, you got to get those. Oh, I don't see why not. Yeah. I know I, I want my team's rookies, the young guys, to get Jeez. By the right, way, right. anybody who's got anybody who has any Miami Heat hate, Miami Heat hate, throw it at Josh, and always include LeBron in there, and I will pile on. Oh man, Eric Spoelstra is the best coach in the NBA. I got your back, Josh. You can have him back, Josh. My man, my man. <laughs> From the film room to the bench. <laughs> That's goat stuff right there. That's really goat stuff right there. That's goat stuff, man. Legendary. That's like that's like Gavin. That's like Gavin making it to be the head coach at SC. Yeah, legend, legendary stuff right there. Yeah, come on, Gav, you're up now. All right, there's nothing else. That's our show for today. Thank you always for always always for listening, and uh, we'll have another show next time. Yeah, I think uh, when we do our next episode, we'll probably have a, maybe two, possibly three more commitments to talk about. Hopefully, maybe some that haven't even hit campus yet. Uh-huh. Lots going on. And, you know, there's a lot of other stuff floating around the uh, internet <laughs> rumor world that uh, we might be touching on as well. Uh, if that comes down sooner than later, we might, back, we might be back sooner than later. So on that note, Scoop TV, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back next week. Right on, everybody.